Hello, I'm Dr. Sam Hancock of the Emerald Planet and Emerald Planet TV. We come to you on a week-to-week -week basis from Washington, D.C. in the United States as we look around the globe in 144 different nations looking for those thousand best practices, the technology, services, and products that are making a difference as we move through the 21st century. And as we have a planet of 9 billion people by 2038 and possibly 12 to 13 billion by the end of this century, how are we going to be able to take care of all these people on planet Earth? And that's what Emerald Planet's all about. We come to you looking at the solutions, the best practices from around the globe as we create the Emerald Planet. Hello, welcome to the Emerald Planet. We're making a difference as we move through the 21st century. Seeing the long-term impacts of climate change, but we're glad to have you. Thank you for being with us. We're looking at the continent of Africa. There's a program that we've had now almost a decade called Africa Fast Forward, and we've been looking at it because the incredible growth rate, now over one billion people on the continent, uh, also, the development as far as the various economies and many different nations uh, among the member states, 54 of them to be exact, and the continent fits together very nicely. And so we're looking at this from the standpoint of the women's leadership called Africa's Titans, and they're making a huge difference as we move through the 21st century. And the one that's actually created this organization. It's called Kimberly L. Fogg. She's the founder and CEO of Global Sustainable Partnerships and the chair of the Women's Program Empowerment Council. And Kimberly, welcome back to the Emerald Planet TV. Thank you, Dr. Sam. It's always great to be with you. Well, we're glad to have you. Uh, tell us just briefly a little bit about the Global Sustainable Partnerships and also the Women's Program Engagement Council. Global Sustainable Partnerships was created to provide access to clean water for children in primary and secondary schools, orphanages, households, and health dispensaries. And we have won several awards uh, for our Water to the Lifeline of Life because we've been able to totally get rid of cholera and typhoid in our schools. And WAPEC was created is because there's so many women that are out here doing wonderful things in Africa and in the diaspora, and they are creating small, medium enterprises and jobs uh, within their communities. And so I thought that if I could create an organization of women who are actually working and providing jobs in their communities, then they would adopt global sustainable partnerships as part of their global sustainable, as part of their corporate social responsibility and give back to their communities by providing access to clean water, connectivity, et cetera. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fantastic. And looking at the continent of Africa for the first time, the continent itself is dead center as far as the, the world maps are concerned. And it's supposedly proportional to its actual physical size vis-a-vis -vis the rest of the world. Why is Africa now considered the center of the global map? Because Africa is the next frontier. It is the emerging markets. There are so many opportunities there for growth 
Um, you've got a lot of natural resources. And so the world is starting to recognize all that Africa has to offer everyone. Yeah, I think it's absolutely fantastic. And looking at the continent, it really does fit together very nicely as far as natural resources, uh, both uh, for the mineral type and then uh, forest, fisheries, agriculture, all the other. Absolutely. I mean, it's a very dynamic uh, continent with 54 member states, and it's just incredible. But why the theme Africa's Titans? Well, there, Africa, African women have um, been profiled um, as women that are not doing wonderful things in their communities, but there is a new emerging dialogue with women, and now they've become business owners, they're entrepreneurs, they're managers, they're on board of directors, they become members of parliament, ambassadors, and even presidents. And so I wanted to make sure that we highlighted this women so that they could tell their stories in their own voices so that they can actually encourage the next generation of young men and young women to, per to pursue a greater things uh, within Africa. Yeah, I tell you, I think it's fantastic. We're gonna go back over uh, some of the ones that we've already featured. Uh, to catch up our viewers as far as the dynamic of what's going on. And so we're just going to talk through this. Uh, the first is a physician, very highly respected and internationally renowned through the United Nations, as well as the medical community on the African continent and even in North America. Who are we looking at here? This is the wonderful and amazing Dr. Amal Dow. She is a surgeon, she's maternal health, she's created an organization called AIM, and she has helped thousands and thousands of women. She's just an amazing, amazing person. Now looking at, she's actually a practicing physician. Why is that yes. so important to uh, have a female that now, and more females that are becoming physicians, not just caregivers, uh, nurses, other levels, which are critically important, but actually to be a physician in an operating theater? Well, the importance of that is uh, she's a role model. And so it gives young girls the opportunity to see someone that looks like them that has become a surgeon, that has become a member of parliament. So that's the importance of making sure that we are, that we are showcasing these women. Yeah, and uh, also too is the, the way that she actually reaches out into the community and touches these lives, uh, not only as a role model of, as a physician, but someone who really is a mentor and opinion leader. And she's doing yes. this, you know, in essence, one family, one mother at a time. Absolutely, she has touched so many lives and so many different countries on the continent and even in the United States. Yeah, I tell you, she's uh, just amazing. But looking at the outreach that she's doing uh, into the villages, the counties, uh, the member states on the, on the African continent, how is her impact going way beyond the operating theater and her hospital? Her impact is reach so many people worldwide because she's also a part of the women's organization for the united nations so her voice is heard around the world and she is actually helping other communities that need maternal health 
uh, creating opportunities for women to have better serve, better health services. So she has really opened the door to really impact women's lives globally. Mm-hmm. Okay, the this next uh, Dynamo, what is the work that she's doing in a very different way, but yet still being a role model and an example within not only her own community and her own nation, but way beyond that. Yeah, this is the amazing uh, Miss Awamari Khan, and she is doing this wonderful work called The Woman Boss and Innovate Gambia in the Gambia. And she is literally changing women's lives. She is mentoring these women. She's mentoring girls. She's having other people come in as mentors to give them advice and and share knowledge and raise awareness of of how to uh, start a business, how to be a business owner, how to be an entrepreneur. So she is really making waves in these communities that typically don't have the kind of mentor or person like her to, to help women. And it's just like Amy that we're looking at right here. You know, she's very young, talented, smart, dynamic, uh, but she's already started her own business. And again, this is through what's going on. So why is it so important that females not be working in business, but they actually have and own their own business? Well, the importance of women having their own businesses, there's so many reasons why this is so important uh, to the communities. One is they can provide financial support for their own families. They can provide childcare. They can provide better food to create healthier families. I mean, it just, just the impact alone of women having their own businesses and having their own money can really change the whole community, actually. Yeah, and this is something we'll be uh, talking with her in just a little bit. But this women and girls in leadership, why is leadership so important and the skills and but the attitude to be willing to lead, not just in your own home or among your extended family, but way beyond that in the community and even within the country? Well, the importance of women leading creates opportunities for everyone in the community. And it's not just in their community because you have neighboring communities that perhaps can come over and be a part of the meetings and the services that the woman boss provides. She provides safe spaces. And for women to have a safe space to be able to speak their mind and to actually hone in on their their skills and someone who is helping them um, with trying to figure out what's the best um, avenue for them to grow their business is so important. Right. And these are just, I'm just going to uh, go through this because we're going to be running out of time. Now, this is uh, really someone on a, the opposite side of the continent from where we've been looking thus far. Who is this and what is her importance? Oh, this is the amazing Koleswa in South Africa, and she is a powerhouse. She is an attorney by training, she is a developer. And she is building buildings and she's creating opportunities for women to work and to be a part of her dynasty. And it's such a great opportunity, especially with the history of South Africa, to have a woman like Koleswa who is leading the way to create opportunities to help entrepreneurs and businesswomen. Yeah, and this is some of her projects. Now, these are just yes. absolutely amazing. 
And it's yeah. not only that she's uh, involved in South Africa, but she's actually expanding all across the continent. But uh, having people involved and to be doing these kinds of massive projects as a female, and she owns her own company, why is yes. that so important? Because it just, there's so many reasons why this is important. It just gives young women and the next generation of women something to look up to and someone to, that they can aspire to be, which is just, it's, an, it's important. Yeah. And we're looking at uh, more of the projects and we're talking about the buildings, but also they're doing basic infrastructure such as roads and ports Absolutely. and shipping terminals. And that's uh, very, very important. And of course, more and more they're getting into housing. They're working with universities and uh, other you know, national standing organizations. So uh, looking at how she's taking her thoughts forward, we're running out of time. We've got to be quick. Why is it so important this interaction with females outside your own border state and, and also at the United Nations? Well, the really important thing is some things that are working in one country may not be working in another country. And if you have these women that are creating these opportunities, they can actually kind of look at how they can help other communities succeed like they have and vice versa. And that's what's so important about having a community of women throughout the continent because it's about sharing ideas, it's about raising awareness, it's about uh, communicating where there's opportunities, there's, it's about communicating where there are jobs. So that's what's really important about what we are doing with WAPAC uh, because we wanna create an unprecedented workforce throughout the, the continent and uh, the diaspora. And we have the volunteers right here. This is Kimberly L. Fogg. She's the founder of the Global Sustainable Partnership. Also, she's the chair of the Women's Program Engagement Council. Thank you for being with us as we create the Emerald Planet. Looking at the continent of Africa, 54 nations, over 1 billion people. It fits together almost hand in glove as far as natural resources are concerned. But among these uh, diverse countries, many dynamic things are happening through the African Titans and being featured as women that are actually on the move, just like Africa as a continent is on the move. And we have uh, Alomari Khan. She is the founder of Innovate Gambia and the Woman Boss. And we're going to be talking about technology and uh, why it's so important, but also leadership and the other various skills uh, that is needed. So, Alomari, welcome to the Emerald Planet TV. Thank you for having me. I'm so, so excited to be here today. Thank you. Now, briefly, let's just go over your two organizations. This is Innovate Gambia and the Woman Boss. And then yeah. we're going to show some maps of Africa uh, so that people know sure. where, you, where you are and where you're set up and then why that's important. But tell us a little sure. bit about the Innovate Gambia and the Woman Boss. Sure. So Innovate Gambia, um, I'll just give you like a little bit uh, brief history before that. Um, 
I used to serve on different boards in North Carolina. I grew up in North Carolina as well, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, and served on different boards. And one of them was actually Innovate Raleigh. And Innovate Raleigh, um, you know, was really um, galvanizing the community in Raleigh, North Carolina and creating um, uh, resources for um, the tech uh, community in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And that sparked an idea for me to say, you know what, how can I change the Innovate Raleigh um, to become Innovate Gambia and help revitalize our country in, in the Gambia. And that's how Innovate Gambia started. Mm -hmm. And so Innovate Gambia is actually four different initiatives focus on revitalizing and um, boosting economic development in the Gambia. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And the women boss? And then one of the initiatives actually is the woman boss under Innovate Gambia. And the woman boss is pretty much a creative space for women only, for women and girls. We focus on innovation, entrepreneurship, and leadership uh, for women and girls, um, where it's the community, a creative space again, a uh, community to bring uh, women together to create sisterhood. And that's uh, pretty much our main um, objective um, for, for the woman boss. And you've been brought to us through uh, YPAC, and we want to acknowledge that. And Kimberly Fogg, who's uh, helped set that up. But looking at the African continent, what is so special mm -hmm. about Africa as we're now moving through the 21st century? Of course, we're in the decade of the 2020s, uh, sure. but there's something different and special and dynamic that's going on across the whole continent. Sure. Um, I think right now, if you look at any data that you can you can check on the continent or um, where resources are available right now, you'll see that Africa is obviously full of natural resources. The thing is, um, with Africa right now, it's so ripe. Um, you know, they've been really far behind when it comes to infrastructure, when it comes to data, when it comes to technology. So. Um, right now is really time that's um, pretty much the saying around the continent as you tr you know travel around the, the the continent of africa is the same thing you hear and over and over it's africa's time is now and what better way to go in and try to invest um you know to look at the entire continent and try to invest the little that you can now looking at uh, the gambia it's a very long thin country almost going into the heart of africa uh, why does that matter and uh, what what do you see that as a base for you to not only uh, deal with the women uh, in the Gambia, mm -hmm. but also to be able to spread your message to many other areas mm -hmm. across the continent? Sure. So the Gambia right now, for, for me personally, obviously, Gambia is very important to me. I grew up in the Gambia um, West Africa. My father is Gambian, so obviously, um, the Gambia is actually the smallest country in 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 the in Africa, in the continent of Africa. And if you look at um, the natural resources that it has, the beauty and the people of Africa um, and and the people of the Gambia, I'm sorry, um, you just can't help but obviously to invest. To me, it had such a uh, wonderful meaning. Um, and I had to be intentional about going back and giving back to my community. And it started for me as what I saw growing up. It was the women that I saw growing up, you know, carrying uh, baskets of oysters, selling them, uh, carrying tomatoes and lettuce and so on. And so, um, you know, it's, it's always uh, being said that, you know, you have certain visuals that carry you for the rest of your life. And that became one of them mm -hmm. that, you know, as a child, I saw uh, all these women and how it impacted me that one day I would go back to actually help these women. 
um, in terms of you know boost, boosting them to help create greater economic opportunities for them. Now, looking at the uh, the woman boss and innovate uh, Gambia, uh, we're seeing the women and girls in leadership. Why is uh, teaching leadership skills so important for all ages? Because we're seeing all ages right in front of us. Exactly. Um, it's actually very, very important. So when I started the Women and Girls in Leadership, I was actually still in North Carolina at that time. It was three years ago when I first started um, the Women and Girls in Leadership um, series. And for me, um, I actually started thinking about how can I give back with some of these young girls? Because what happened um, in North Carolina and how it started is we had a lot of obviously uh, African um, community, um, uh, African descent and African communities there. And I wanted to impact them in some kind of way, especially the young girls, because I saw that um, a lot of them could relate to me, but it could not relate to their parents because their parents were not educated. Um, even though they were given um, the opportunity to uh, come to the United States, they had to sacrifice a lot to give to their children so they could not have um, those resources to go to school. So I was very fortunate, um, obviously, to have that. And I thought, you know, this is a good way to um, bring in these young girls. And at that time, I was thinking 18-year-olds or 15-year-olds into 18. And then my daughters came in and said, Mommy, how can I be inv you know, involved? And at that time she was eight years old. And I'm thinking, what is an eight year old gonna think about that? But then I said, okay, you know what? Let's do that. We're gonna call it Mommy's and Daughter's Brunch. And, um, you know, we brought in, that's why you see um, different ages. You know, mm -hmm. we do from ages eight to 18 and then 18 and above. Mm -hmm. And it's just so surprising what you can do when you have these young girls and how much they actually inspire you more than, you know, the other way around and how assertive they are. Some of these young girls are very assertive. And so we took that same concept to now the Gambia and we've done two years now. And we've been very fortunate because overall um, for the past two years, cumulative, we've um, gotten um, mm -hmm. uh, more than 400 people attend um, these uh, leadership series. And the response has been great, amazing. Um, now looking at the woman boss, uh, mm -hmm. why, that, why that name? Um, so the woman boss, so at first, um, you know, I had, I have this mentor, a great mentor that I have to give props. His name is Willis Stewart and he's in North Carolina. Um, and we were mapping out, um, you know, ideas of what my next step would be. What is, what is next for our Mary at that time I was working as an executive at our loan fund in North Carolina and what is next for me. And so I started thinking about, uh, things that I could, um, do especially to help women. I was just very passionate about helping women. Mm -hmm. And so I kept thinking about, you know, different names I could come up with. And, um, you know, I would say at first, my first initial was the lady boss and the lady boss and the lady boss. And I was, you know, because it's so powerful to see a woman that's running things, you know, mm -hmm. boss is associated mainly with men, but this was a really good um, way to actually say, okay, you're not only a lady, you're not only a girl, now the woman so there's a lot of things were happening at that time the girl boss is it's really big actually in in the us and all over the world and so i said you know what i think the woman sounds um better and more powerful mm -hmm. and so we actually went with the woman boss that's uh, absolutely fantastic and this is one of your uh facilities that you're providing and Correct. Uh, allowing the women to actually to set up their own uh businesses and being involved but education 
Uh, you mentioned that earlier in the importance of education. Why is it so important to have this type of very practical, hands-on entrepreneur types of education beyond the classical education that is being offered in the Gambia? Absolutely. Very, very important. I mean, as you look at it, um, education, it never it never ends as your, you know, your four year degree or your master's degree. You constantly have to figure out a way to keep yourself educated and innovative. And so for the women entrepreneurs that um, really smart women entrepreneurs that are around the room that come in, majority know that I have a vision. I want to do this business, but then they cannot think further than that. It's how can I push through? So if, you, if you're looking through, um, how do I create a budget, for example? Um, what does that look like? Uh, how can I value my business, evaluate my business and say my business is worth X, Y, and Z? Mm -hmm. um, and those, those, those are the type of skills that we're trying to teach them so that they can you know, further look into their business as a whole. And mm -hmm. if you want investments later on in the future, you can actually have those dialogues with potential investors, et cetera. And so we take, um, for example, the women that are that are showing right now, um, it was cohort two, it's a group of 19. You can see uh, ages range from 21 all the way to obviously in her 60s, um, the older lady there. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, all of them obviously focus on um, first we start with entrepreneurship 101 all the way through, you know, how to pitch your business, creating that deck and getting it ready. So some people will actually say, OK, you know, um, I want to, you know, obviously uh, look for investors or maybe not. But at least, you know, all of what it takes to grow your business and take it to the next level. That's wonderful. Uh, looking at these young eyes here, these are mostly uh young ladies, uh, young women, yeah. uh, what are they looking for into their future? Because they're looking at us. Uh, but I've always wondered when you look into the eyes, what, what are they actually seeing as far as their future? You know, um, actually going into, I think um, going into the Gambia, most of the women that I, that I had um, been in contact with, they just wanted to be heard. They just wanted to be seen and heard and actually appreciated and valued. And so if you, um, some of these women that I go in, all of them are pretty very young actually, and they're all entrepreneurs. And I tell them that at my age, I don't think, you know, at their age, I don't think I was that creative or innovative. I was thinking, you know, how can I progress in my career and not thinking how can I build my own table and the seats around it. And so, you know, you have all these women that you know for example the lady in the pink shirt she has her own cupcake shop and she's a law student as well so this is a way for her to help her community as well her parents and etc is to create a side gig which you know in the, in, in the u.s we call it a side hustle right. for you to be able to you know um, uh, kind of help at home and so you know so on and so forth you know you have others that are designers you have others that are um, you know, in the technology field. And, but the main thing, and I think um, for us going in as an African woman for African women was that they found me as um, somebody they can trust and value and not only speak business, but we could speak about any other thing. So we ended up creating friendships that are going to be forever. Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. And looking at it again, is just, you really put yourself into the middle of everything. Uh, that you're doing it. Why is it so important that you be there and uh, be among these various aged uh, females uh, 
so to enhance the future of the Gambia, but also enhance sure. the future of the African continent? So for me, it's, um, you know, a lot of people actually wait um, until their 60s or 70s to leave a legacy um, or, you know, have that um, time for, for them to pivot and say, okay, I'm going to do this. For me, I don't know, I don't know if I want to call it lucky, but I just founded um, my passion very earlier on. It's just to help women and girls. And um, it's a huge sacrifice because, you know, I left my six figure income uh, job in, in the United States. And I said, you know what, I'm gonna empty my 401k and I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna build this for women and girls. Mm -hmm. And Fantastic. I sacrificed my time flying back and forth, but I make sure that I'm there. It's not anyone else. Like I can't start a cohort without myself being there. Everything that's being done right now in the woman boss, I make sure I stand and present. Fantastic. I could easily Fantastic. hire, which I do have staff, but you know, um, I just wanted to make sure that I'm there. Yeah. And I think that's important. And, and also, too, is they need to see, you know, women like you uh, that's like them. And I think that's uh, very important. And we forget about that, how we need to be able to see ourselves and others around us. We have about a minute left. And so what is happening in this dynamic? And uh, again, we have less than a minute. So what sure. do we see in the, the dynamic we're looking at? And what do we see in the dynamic for the future of your organizations? And be quick. Please. Sure. So quickly, um, this picture actually just shows that this was um, in March and during International Women's Day. And this was the Girls in Leadership a series that we had, um, we held in our space. And we have some of the speakers and some of the women that actually um, attended. Um, we spoke about different um, things that were happening in our community, what's important. And the, the thing is that this happened when COVID-19 is, it's just, you know, we were closing um, the borders and I had to literally fly out the next day, the following day. So um, that was it. And then the future for the organization for the woman boss, I'm just hoping that it grows further and further and further. Um, I don't definitely, um, don't oversee this ending. I want this legacy to continue beyond me. I am definitely training women and uh, staff as well to make sure that this is something that they can go on and also, you know, to, to replicate this, this okay. program. Thank you very much. This is Alamari Khan, the founder of Innovate Gambia, the woman boss. Thank you for being with us as we create the Emerald Planet. Thank you so much. Talking about the Gambia on the African continent, why it's important, strategic location, but the importance is to identify and train, educate, motivate the women that are part of the Gambia within Africa. And we have a woman that's actually started what's called the Woman Boss, and she's part of YPEC, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But this is Alamari Khan. She's a founder of Innovate Gambia and the Woman Boss. And we're going to be talking about why it's so important to have space for women to come in, learn, uh, network, and then go back out into the community. Um, but, Alamari, thank you for being with us. And uh, tell us a thank little you. bit about the Woman Boss, but also YPAC itself. Sure. Uh, the Woman Boss is a creative space uh, for innovation, entrepreneurship, and leadership in the Gambia. 
and it's for women uh, and girls, period. Um, it's, um, I always say it, it's unapologetically for women and for the feminine. Um, but I think um, what's important is, obviously, is to make sure that we build spaces uh, for women only. Um, for WebPEG, uh, it's, uh, you know, a women program, women's program definitely founded um, under the um, West African, no, the African um, uh, investment forum that we wanted to hold in uh, Dubai. And so we gathered all these women together and have the same vision. And the vision is how do we help women, not only in Africa, but all over the world to showcase them and feature them and help them um, find resources and connect them to programs and each other and create a, a sisterhood that's global. Now, looking at the map of Africa, it's 54 states, very diverse, diverse cultures, languages, mm -hmm. natural resources. I mean, diversity is just everywhere. Why is sure. it so important at this time in history that Africa now picks itself up and moves forward as a continent, but also as nation states, as a leader for the rest of the world. Absolutely. Um, if you look at right now, um, all over Africa, majority of the population, I think it's been said that the last time I checked was about 60% of the African population is actually made up of youth. And the issue that we have a lot of youth, especially in West Africa, they're taking the back way, they're doing the illegal uh, migration, um, causing the migration crisis into Europe. And so right now it's the time to create some of these um, resources and invest in them to say that, you know what, you can make it here. You don't have to travel to find greener pastures because majority actually don't even make it. So how can we create all these resources for them to know that they can make it at home? And that's pretty much why Africa is now. Now looking at uh, the Gambia, it's a very narrow country. It's almost, extends all the way into the heart of Africa. But yet, in some ways, it's a linchpin for this West African area. So why the Gambia and how do you see it as it's taking its rightful place in this 21st century as the African continent it soon will be two billion people, not just a billion? For sure. Um, so the Gambia is the smallest country in Africa right now. Uh, the Gambia is home for me as well. My dad is Gambian. I grew up in the Gambia. And uh, it's pretty much fed through tourism. So um, pretty much what makes its economic uh, uh, opportunities are created through um, tourism. But right now, if you look at the Gambia as a whole, why it's important to go back there, it's what I mentioned about youth. We have a huge migration crisis that's happening where we have the youth taking, if you look at obviously the map of it, you'll see the Atlantic Ocean and you can pretty much sail right through very easily into Spain. So you have a lot of people going in through Northern Africa, then into Spain and Italy. And so there's so many um, resources right now that have been uh, deployed to make sure that that's been uh, at least um, mitigated in this case. Uh, to mitigate the crisis that's happening. So, Now, looking at uh, space, we're talking about space, uh, and mm -hmm. I like your sign here. <laughs> if you can just uh, tell our audience what it really says, and then why sure. space, and uh, why create this, uh, and actually across the Gambia, and probably in many other countries in the future? Sure. So the, actually, the sign says, the harder you work, the more luck you have. Mm -hmm. And I am a definitely firm believer of that um, because things just don't happen. You can't just say, okay, um, 
I'll just sit at home and do nothing and things are gonna happen. Obviously you gotta work hard for it. Um, and I'm a farmer believer. I actually um, want to prove because I worked really hard for to have and be able to afford everything that I have. But the space that we created is actually, this space that you're looking at is actually the first tech hub in the gamut. Um, and uh, it's for all entrepreneurs. In this case, the, um, the it's called the Disruptive Lab. So just um, you're familiar with that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's for both male and female. We actually have two spaces. We have upstairs and downstairs. And we have, um, you know, for conference uh, conference seating, we have it available for a small conference setting. We have it for public spaces um, and for entrepreneurs to co-work, to um, collaborate and work together. Looking at uh, your outreach and you're constantly educating, uh, enticing, motivating, moving people in different directions. Uh, but the whole thing about it, you really are engaged in what it is you're doing. And so surrounded by all these women, different ages, uh, different educational backgrounds, uh, different uh, resources they have in their hands. What is a message that you're giving them uh, through uh, the woman boss is that you can do it? exactly that they can do whatever they put their heads on um right now you know before i i went in there were um other programs that were there to help entrepreneurs some of the programs that were there to, uh, there to help entrepreneurs especially for women entrepreneurs um but the thing is it's just not uh an african woman that curated it for them you know so as a person uh, you know myself as an african woman curating something for them you actually see their struggles you see their um, their challenges and can kind of relate. So it's it's a step further. And what I preach to them, not even preach, but what I what we talk about, it's not only business. Um, it's personal uh, uh, things that they're going through um, in their lives. Some of them have gone through sexual violence. Some of them are going through abusive relationships that we um, were not ready to at that time. I was thinking it would be an easy peasy, obviously coming in, but then you know, um, I became somebody that they can trust and had, um, you know, uh, trust and, and share um, life experiences that I don't think that they would open up to anybody else like that. And uh, looking at uh, the, the way that you're actually educating and training, uh, it seems like it's informal. Uh, you're bringing in others from the community to be involved. How is this different than the classical education that mostly is across all of the Gambia and much of Africa, actually. Sure. Um, this is very, um, we, we want to say it's open learning, um, as much as open learning as possible. We have a certified trainer um, that actually holds most of our training, um, you know, for the women entrepreneurs specifically. Um, additionally, um, if you look at the picture here, that's actually my husband and staff. This is actually staff, some of our staff um, that manage the woman boss that do the disruptive lab and then other initiatives that we work on all over the uh, all above the innovate uh, uh, gambia umbrella and so we just wanted to make sure that it's not the usual education right now um you know if you look at even in the united states or even in europe that traditional uh, way of schooling is actually fading um and you know you want to obviously have that but additionally you want to have hands-on training to you know to learn further and um than the classroom 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and you're doing it in a way that actually women are, are interacting with and training other women. So Absolutely. it's like you're setting up a whole vast network of mentors, uh, but they're growing and learning and mentoring all at the same time. So how do you balance that? So you keep, you know, so you have the mentoring, the training, the education, the networking. How do you do all that simultaneously and have it so that it really is part of a unified whole? Sure. So if you look at the current picture right now, this is from cohort two. Some of the women that are obviously doing some um, hands-on work um, from training, you'll see the, the corporate trainer. And then what happens is we have eight days of full intense rigorous training that are full eight hour days that the women are committed to. And then after that, we have a three months of mentorship. And what makes the program very unique is that I actually connect them to diaspora mentors. So all my mentors right now, they're in the United States. It's my network. Obviously, I grew up there. And so this is a way to actually um, connect Africa to the outside world. So you have people that want to maybe even perhaps invest in them, look at Africa. Maybe they might not have had that connection, but now they can. So there's somebody in North Carolina having conversations with somebody in the Gambia and having to mentor them through things that they could be going through or business or personal. Um, I think it's just creating that unique um, uh, guidance that usually you don't get to see that. Mm-hmm. Now, looking at the, these young ladies, they're, they're wearing your uh, T-shirts, of course. Now, as they're going out into the community or back into their own homes, what mm-hmm. are these T-shirts actually is kind of your walking billboard, if you will. Uh, but you have the okay. ambassadors in the home, in the community. How are they now starting to change, uh, starting to use some of the ideas and concepts that you have? Uh, just by being in the community and being back home. Sure. And we got to be um, quick. We're right going to be running Absolutely. <laughs> so I think for them, it's, you know, it's embracing the sisterhood. And that's exactly what I wanted to do is just to embrace the sisterhood. And right now, they, these women did not even only attend class. Now they attend each other's birthday parties. They attend each other's weddings and so on. And that's exactly what I wanted to do is create more sisterhood, but beyond business. And uh, and just just carry this further as far as uh, these this networking, you know, it's, it's kind of uh, the euphemism, the uh, the good old girl network. How are you That's establishing right. that and how will you maintain that? And we have only about 35 seconds to do that. Um, right now, we are actually starting cohort three in August, so it's just going to grow. Um, we're going to have two cohorts every year. That's the plan. And I'm just hoping that the word of mouth for these women coming in, all of them want to be a part of this. So that's 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 all. Mm-hmm. Now, looking at this, so we're going to end with this image because we have the women boss right here and all these ladies. What do you think you see for the dynamics and the importance of the women sitting right here over the next five, 10 or 15 years? And we got to be quick. I just see growth for them. Um, really, uh, this is a strong group. They've gone through lots of uh, personal obstacles um, for them personally, but I can see that it's only going to be growing. For some of them, there's so much um, cooking already, and I'm so excited for their future and what they can do. And and the, the more galvanization of women coming together to create more opportunities for each That's other. That's fantastic. This is Alamary Khan, founder of uh, Innovate Gambia, the woman boss.
Thank you for being with us as we create the Emerald Planet. Uh, looking at the African continent, and specifically as the country of the Gambia, uh, we've been talking about innovation and technology advancements. Uh, many people think of computing, the Internet of Things, uh, artificial intelligence. But actually, agriculture really is the new best green path forward for the universe. And on the African continent, almost still 50% of the people are somehow connected with agriculture. And we're talking about women and women leadership. And we have the uh, Innovate Gambia and the Woman Boss with uh, Ella Mary Khan, who is the founder of these. And looking at technology, but also looking at how we're going to feed a continent that within five short years almost added 300 million people to a continent of 54 nations. And they're expecting about 2 billion people, uh, maybe even now before 2050. So Ala Mary, tell us a little bit about, and let's do it quickly, about uh, Innovate Gambia, the uh, woman boss. Well, let's start tying this environmental and agricultural theme into that, not as something as of the, the far distant past and the thing that nobody wants to do, but the future and how it really can be very exciting, but absolutely necessary if we're going to heal the planet and to protect Mother Earth. Sure. So if you look at Innovate Gambia as a whole, um, you know, with the different initiatives, when we thought about it, not only technology is very important, but how do you use technology to actually boost agriculture was one of the ideas that we had. So right now, if you look at agriculture itself in Africa, is a trillion uh, dollar business right now. And lots of investment, obviously you have the Chinese um, there, the Indians um, coming in to take advantage of what we have. We have really good pastures, and a good soil um, for, um, you know, to, to create a, a, that uh, good agricultural base. And so we're talking about in, in, in terms of Innovate Gambia, how can we use uh, the drones? How can we do um, pres uh, precision uh, agriculture to actually help boost uh, agriculture as a whole? So pretty much Innovate Gambia wants to help um, uh, agriculture become sexy again. Oh, that's absolutely fantastic. And looking at the continent, uh, people don't realize, you know, we think of it as oil, natural gas, uh, diamonds, gold, cotton, which goes into all the cell phones and all that. Sure. But the continent is an agricultural powerhouse. It was for thousands of years, went into these monocultures for the Europeans, but now it's starting to emerge and looking at markets, export markets all over the globe. How do you see the continent itself just beyond, you know, the Gambia as being this agricultural and economic powerhouse? Sure. I mean, right now, if you look at the entirely, like I mentioned earlier, it's agriculture, especially in the Gambia that I can actually speak about. Um, actually, uh, Gambia and Senegal, I've seen uh, numerous projects right now that are happening um, for both of them and in all in terms of agriculture. We have lots, if you look at the soil itself, we can grow lots of grains without, um, you know, uh, waiting for you know the rain and so on but if you look at especially for senegal and the gambia right now um currently we're in rainy season we have 
the rain, we have the sun, we have the soil for it. So we have diff um, lots of various um, farms that are um, being harvested right now to make sure that it can grow food and not only to export um, as a business, obviously, but to also feed Africans to alleviate poverty and, um, and hunger. Now, looking at uh, the Gambia, we think about it's a very small country. It's, you know, it's stretched, you know, very thinly over towards mm -hmm. the heart of Africa. But if you look at it strategically, having, you know, its own seaports, having river that literally runs through the entire nation and then located on the Atlantic uh, Ocean, I mean, it's strategically placed uh, in some ways better than far larger countries. Absolutely. Um, if you have, if you look at the entire, it looks like the Gambia is actually is inside Senegal, but it's the British colony. Mm -hmm. um, that's why you see um, some of the names, obviously they kind of change, but you still see the Georgetown there. Um, so it's a British colony, but you know, majority obviously speak English um, and Senegal surrounding it, they are Francophone, so they speak French. Mm -hmm. But inside within the, the Gambia itself, you see the river running right through it. So we have swamps, we have lots of uh, oysters all around um, the river, um, you know, the river Gambia. We have lots of seafood. So we have fresh seafood um, that we export out. We have um, peanuts, we have, um, and lots of, you know, fruits and vegetables that can actually grow. So the environment is very, very important. It's making sure how do we maintain what we have, the resources, the natural resources that we have right now. And that's been actually for some of the women that are going through the program, they actually focus on that. Um, you know, uh, one of them wants to actually grow more trees. One of the young girls right now that uh, for the school ambassadors program that you're looking at, she actually wants to grow trees around her community to make sure that you have, you know, clean air, clean, re um, and clean water and et cetera for, for, for them. And then some of the women, like I mentioned, they have uh, trash and recycling projects. How do they make uh, things with recycle um, things that we already have with you know calabashes or bottles and so on and so forth. So thinking of ways to actually make the environment better. Now looking at uh, educating women that, uh, and I, I like the, the term you use, making agriculture sexy again. Uh, how do you do that uh, through education and through your Innovate Gambia and the woman boss? So just this young lady right here wants to plant the trees. That's how I started when I was eight years of age. That was my yeah. one of my first two projects. One was forestry, the other was uh, soil conservation. And it's important to learn at this age. But when you get on stage and you're seeing the city and all that, how do you move these these uh, ladies forward to say, you know, agriculture really can be sexy. And by the way, you can make a lot of money doing this. Absolutely. And so, you know, in, in some ways I tell for even the, the men that I come across because agriculture in the Gambia, unfortunately, it's been so looked down upon because mm -hmm. it was back in the day, you have to get a, an, an education to go to school and people that are uneducated, they go in to the farms and they work. And so now it's changing that to say, okay, you know, you can actually do both. You can be educated and then go in and owning a farm and you don't have to be there or you could be there if it's a passion of yours. But I tell all the women is that whatever you're doing, even, you know, looking at the picture here, one of them actually makes shampoos and conditioners and, and, and oils, et cetera, mm -hmm. um, from, from scratch, you know, using products locally. Um, um, uh, um, grown by women. So what I tell them is that find that social 
aspect of your enterprises and actually get um, all local products and make sure that you don't look for outside, but helping the women farmers, it's such a big component of that. And how do we utilize um, what we currently have in the country? Now, looking at the energy, I, I, I really like this uh, photograph that you provided here uh, because you see these huge smiles, you can feel the energy, uh, they're moving forward. So looking at uh, the future of the Gambia and women really being in key leadership roles, how do you see that affecting you know, the total society? Yes, artificial intelligence, the internet of things, but at the same time, how do we do agriculture and also specialty agriculture, just talking about uh, you know, the shampoos, the soaps, the cosmetics, uh, that's the great value added of agriculture as you take something very small that you can even grow in your own uh, garden plot right in the middle of the city and it can be worth thousands of dollars. Absolutely. Um, if you look at overall, like I mentioned, the woman boss, if you see all these happy women, they, you know, we got together after a cohort and said, let's do a picnic. But most of it's that, how do we care about the environment? You know, and that's been a major, uh, major thing for me personally, um, you know, in terms of agriculture and women, it's, um, you know, the women that are going through it. How do you utilize, again, women farmers and their products and so on? So actually, for the next step for the woman boss, I actually have a program that I'll be implementing hopefully uh, this um, uh, this fall, and it's for women farmers, it's for rural women and rural farmers. And the problem that we have in the in in Africa, I mean in the Gambia, is currently is that you know we have um, we're not utilizing different seeds. It's how do we diversify different um, uh, products and to make sure that they can have that and have access to that. Now, how do you join together the, the women farmers you want to increase so they have a, a beyond a living wage so they can actually send their daughters and sons and, uh, you know, the school, the school uniforms and the books and all these things so important, but also they really have to take care of their elders at the same time. So how do you link this back into the urban areas and even international markets, just like this lady uh, that's sitting here? so that you have the mercantile and the agriculture working hand in hand and they're complementing each other. Absolutely. And I think the great thing is that um, for me, with my exposure internationally, I have a lot of people that want to support what I do from the international outside, especially when in terms of agriculture. I have women that have already contacted me and that says, I want to donate some seeds for you mm -hmm. so you can help diversify some of the, um, you know, the products that these women are, are growing. Um, so some of the foods, etc. You know, like I mentioned, having just growing onions and everybody selling onions, it's not going to bring you profit. So how can we mix it up with cucumbers and etc. and etc. And so how do I connect? So now it's that creating access to market. It's my next step. Is how do I connect the outside world with the local women and what they want to do? You know, and looking at the uh, sustainable development goals, uh, that's what we're looking in here through the United yeah. Nations. How are you inculcating this into uh, the, the ladies, no matter what age they are, K-12 university and out into the communities? How do you bring these this, the, this wheel here of the sustainable development goals alive so they realize this is in my life that I need to be doing this? 
Absolutely. We are, we actually have it um, on the wall that you saw the wall in Boston. The other side is actually, I painted this big sustainable development goals. I am in no way funded by the United Nations at all, but I just love what they um, signify. Mm -hmm. And, you know, aside from gender equality that we, um, we focus on, we, every woman and their initiative and what they're working on on their projects or their businesses can literally i can say that every one of the 17 that we have have been touched so whether it's you know to clean um uh, clean energy or creating um better and equitable jobs and um you know the live sea and etc we have women that are fisher uh, fisher women that mm -hmm. have to call them women in agriculture, we have women in technology, we have women in, um, you know, uh, green energy and climate and so on. So every one of them, I can honestly say that if it's not for the woman bosses, at least we want to make sure that diversi um, diversifying of women are actually being seen at the space. And it's just not one particular type of um, industry that we're looking at. Got 10 seconds. What do you see for the growth and development five, 10, 15 years for uh, Innovate Gambia, the woman boss? I would actually love to see that this doesn't, you know, replicate it not only in the, right now we're in the um, urban city, obviously. Five seconds. And then, and then I would like to see it obviously in the rural Gambia. That would be Fantastic. great for me. Fantastic. Yeah. Alan Mary Khan, thank you for being with us as we look around Thank the you globe. so much for having me. create the Emerald Planet.